Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Introducing friend of the podcast, Moog Gravit's new project, Rapscallion, and his debut riff-bungering record, Maximum Splendid. A chap rock come hard rock odyssey packed to the well-groomed stash with big riffs and straight-up rock. Featuring chat-pop legend Professor Elemental, Maximum Splendid is a custard-cream-caked monocle-popping riff-fest of a record. Available on CD, digital download, and of course, 8-track cartridge from rapscallionband.com, plus Spotify, Bandcamp, and all good streaming platforms. Now you're listening to the Guitar Nerds podcast, so I imagine you like a riff or two. And for that reason alone, we thoroughly recommend giving this debut release a spin. Unleash your inner chat and check out the links in the description of this podcast. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello there. Adrian Thorpe. Hello. And Mikey Demas. Hello there. That's right. So we've got Thorpey effects and we've got Redbeard effects right here with me and Matt. There you go, dear listener. I have thrown you another curveball this 2021. And there's it's a, enough talk there's about balls, good, Joe. Yeah, sorry, sorry, you're right. There's a, a long chat before we started podcasting about prosthetic balls. I, I wouldn't bore you with it, dear listener, but it was, you know, it was, it was good. Interesting. Anyway, um, yeah, excellent to have you, Thorpey and Mikey, on this podcast um, yeah, thank you for having yeah. us once again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. thank you. And of course, we've got you guys on because you know there's a that we've got two new products from from each of your respective brands, from Thorpe FX and from Redbeard. So we want to talk loads about um, about those. But also, it's just great to have you on as kind of fellow pedal enthusiasts. I think kind of, Matt, you, you know, this is I'm really going to be stepping back on this week's episode. I feel like you three are sort of the uh, the three most peddly people I know. So, uh, <laughs> so, dear listener, prepare for a very effects heavy episode. I think um, um, I would fail in the beer department. L- last time I saw, well, I mean, obviously, Mikey, you know, incredible. But uh, Thorpey, last time I saw you, I mean, the beard was 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 there my mine is far shorter and, and and more trimmed so you know that that's one thing i'm lacking on at the moment pedal knowledge really you 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 haven't used the lockdowns to grow a big beard 
No, I think because I'm at home more and I'm looking at myself more in the mirror, I'm more like, oh, I just, just need to trim it a bit more. <laughs> I just went to the barbers for the first time in a year. Like, Oh, how was it? Oh, it was great. It was so good. I've been obviously maintaining myself, but um, yeah, it's just not the same. It is not the same. Just having the treatment for like a, you know, an hour going in and having the thing. Oof, oh yeah. What a treat. I, I love a barbers. I love going to the barbers and I, I really, really missed it. Although I went in there last week and, you know, I asked for the haircut and stuff and, and the guy was like, you sure you want to take this off? This is like a year and a half's growth. And That's I was like, of course, I, of course, I want to get rid of this. It looks awful. Oh, sorry. But, is this uh, the hairdressers? <laughs> I will. <Yeah. laughs> it's very weird. We should have very gone weird. for uh, some sort of perm. That would have been nice. That would have been yeah. good. Yeah. Should have gone, should have brought back the perm. Yeah. Like soul glow, soul glow kind of thing. Like coming yeah. to America, Jerry Curl kind of look. That would be good. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? If you had that, you'd be like, um, not Daryl Hall, the other one, John Oates. Oh, that is, that's a good point. That's a point. That is actually something, something I'm actually into. That's a Halloween costume uh, uh, on steroids. Headband, Jerry Curl kind of perm. Mustache. Halloween. That's an every day right there. Yeah, fair, 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 fair. For you. <laughs> so uh, so let's uh, let's talk about some effects pedal stuff because we've had two very, very cool new pedals come out from each of you. They turned up with me this this morning well, this afternoon, hours before we recorded this podcast, and I've had a great afternoon. Um and and Matt, for you, I think you're gonna be learning a bit as as we go because I haven't had time to obviously send these to you and whilst I've been able to hand you over a little bit of information, I think you're gonna be kind of learning with the listeners on uh, on these ones. I'll ask bit. all the listeners questions. Yes, yes. But we have the so the two new pedals from Redbeard, we've got the Angry Rhubarb, um, which is a which which you're calling a, a paradynamic overdrive. Yeah. <laughs> which is very cool. I like the name of that. And it's the sec. It's Mark Two, yep. so we're you know we're continuing with the doing, not necessarily releasing every stage of the pedal, but accepting that it is a progression of something that it started from. Which yeah, is very cool. And uh, and from Thorpe Effects, we've got the Pulse Doppler, which is a continuation yeah. of your work with Dan Coggins to to release kind of collaborative pedals in the in the lovely kind of satin black face sort of face chassis um that you've done on on those pedals in the past which is lovely so kind of satin black finishes on both of them actually on the on the red beard and the and the uh, yeah he ripped me off basically my idea he ripped me off first <laughs> two- that is incorrect Two really cool, really interesting pedals, and both kind of. Um, I think the thing, whilst they're very, very different, one's a one's a drive, one's a phase shifter, vibrato, um, tremolo. Uh, you yeah. know, whilst whilst they're two very different uh, effects, uh, the thing that kind of brings them together is kind of, I think, a, a uniqueness in control layout and how you how you shape your tone on these i think some really interesting kind of concepts there it was definitely a different experience in both cases trying to shape a tone with them i think it, uh, everything about both pedals seemed very well thought through from a kind of uh, from a perspective of of shaping something from nothing uh, mm-hmm. i'm i'm not making a lot of sense but they you know they they were 
interestingly controlled. I think that was the the kind of thing that brought them together. <laughs> a fantastic yeah, user well, I suppose interface. If you think if you think up a normal drive pedal or a normal phaser kind of thing, I think the things that are on 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 offer aren't necessarily things you'd normally come across, so to speak, on either of those pedal types. That's yeah. what I yeah, get from I mean, both we, of them. We're not we're not trying to be the same as everyone else. I guess uh, I, I, what we're off what we're trying to offer is all of the things you need, less of the things you don't need, and and I guess a logical approach to how you craft your sounds. That is exactly it. That's exactly what I think um, about both of these. It's it's that. It's a logical approach, and I guess we're so used to controls being a certain way. They're being a certain set of mm-hmm. uh, of parameters that we're affecting in a certain order. It it was. It was lovely to see in both cases them laid out like this because I felt like I could go from nothing and then bring in each control individually, uh, you know, almost from nothing upwards rather than, you know, from 12 o'clock with a little bit of fluctuation either way. Uh, It was really good. Yeah. I mean, that's not helping you, listener, because I'm being quite general and quite vague. But yes, in both cases, I think the pedals were very logically laid out. Matt Knight, you've uh, you've obviously you've seen. I've looked at some pictures. Well, yeah. actually, so I guess we should say we are recording this in late April, um, but I guess this is coming out probably closer to when these pedals are available in the market. So mm-hmm. um, this is the chance to maybe ask all the questions, um, and I guess say first of all, you've obviously used the last fourteen months very wisely. <laughs> in terms of being in in your uh, in your respective workshops and designing some stuff so when when did this when did this process all kick off um i mean i think we've sort of we're always working about about a year in advance to be honest like we we tend to know what's what what the plan is for the next year to 18 months hopefully um like we're working on um the next release obviously already that sort of coming together and another one after that as well. So it's kind of like having your ducks lined up for six months to a year down the line. So the, like the angry rhubarb, for example, is something we had together probably at the, like, at the beginning of last year. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, I reckon that's about right. Yeah. About I mean, right. it wasn't, wasn't finalized. It was, I think it got tweaked in first lockdown. Yeah, we were fighting over we were fighting over what to call it. <laughs> we had we had loads of funny names that like you and me kept fighting about, which was funny. <laughs> we'll have to put up a like a, a document with all the names on it. Something. Where um, <laughs> where where did uh, so I guess well why don't we start with why don't we start with the red beard? Um, okay. Where where did angry rhubarb come from? Well, so. We decided. First off, we were like, "What? What colour is it going to be?" Like, what? Because we we'd made the pedal, we'd made the guts, we'd made we tweaked the design. We're really happy with how it sounded. We'll get to that in a minute. But more importantly, what's it going to look like? And you know, what colours are going to be? So we would we decided early on that we wanted to put out a, a pink pedal. <laughs> yes. Obviously, yes. with you guys in mind. Obviously, th- thinking of you guys because we know oh. that the pink runs very strong with the Guitar Nerds crew. So it's a lovely hot pink. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's, it's like, beautiful. Yeah, it's lovely. So, so we thought we thought right, we'll make it pink. And what can we call it that's pink? And it's tricky because there aren't. I don't know that there's a lot of pink overdrives on the market or whatever. So, which was a good thing. So it was kind of leading to what you call it. And we think we're going to call it something pink. 
and so there's you know there's Nothing a finite body part um, related yeah there's a finite <laughs> obviously lots of names yeah obviously not some obvious names sprang to mind but there's a finite amount of cool pink things in the world and I, I think we were just trying to keep on the theme of calling it the something something you know like the yeah. the doodah doodah and so it was like well what's the pink thing going to be and we sort of decided on we had lots of late night sort of like brainstorming sessions okay it's decided on rhubarb and then we were like right it's not going to be hungry rhubarb we'll make it you know or the, <laughs> thirsty, the thirsty rhubarb, rhubarb. Uh, you know so it just it kind of made sense that it was an angry little pedal because it's got the propensity to be quite calm or quite angry so yeah that's where that came from basically the color came first and then we uh that's the important I, bit i think it was to me anyway it's important like when you're selling things into the american market as well i like leaning on the fact that we're using some pedal names that are quite a bit daft and a bit british like the whole ba- you know obviously honey badgers are like <laughs> yeah. a, an internationally recognized mammal but a badger generally is quite a british sort of animal and sort of when you're talking about that like when you're talking about an item like there's the badger that's the thing like look at this little badger blah 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 there's something quite um quite quaint about that i think and i think that rhubarb i would like to think has the same sort of effect what I'd could like to- be more british than a nice stick of rhubarb <laughs> exactly it, i hope it's like a it's a question asker and it is you know it's a talking point versus you know something something more obvious and guitar-y or you know it's got the pedal's got nothing to do with rhubarb other than it's pink and it's a cool word that's it <laughs> pretty tasty <laughs> it's pretty it. tasty yeah, yeah it's yeah, tasty good it, if you boil it and um, put it in a crumble, it's uh, it's, uh, oh, it's the best. Lovely. That's the best. Yeah. yeah so, best. <laughs> so obviously, yeah, looks most important. Um, the most important. We thing, yeah. we should probably inform people about what it does and um, okay. what your thought. Because obviously, I know with previous um, red beard effects, they've obviously been based on what you've required from. Um, you know, being out on tour and being out on the road and it's like, oh, you know, I wish yeah. I had a pedal that no matter what I get for backline, at least I know my sound's there on, on that pedal. Um, yeah. Did this sort of come out of a similar thing? Um, I think just bet- talking between ourselves, we were, we did want to put out a, a versatile drive that wasn't necessarily as high gain as the Red Mist because I think every every pedal manufacturer needs to have a drive pedal that they can like hang their hat on and go ta-da. But I think it would have probably been a mistake for us to come out of the gates with an overdrive pedal off mm-hmm. the bat, because mm-hmm. right. I think yeah. it would have been congratulations. You're lost in an oversaturated market straight off the bat. And so this, feel, it, this feels as your third pedal, this very much feels like I guess the right time to introduce a staple. Right. That's that's the thinking, really, because this, again, this was a pedal we were tinkering with a few years ago. Like the the design didn't just come up in the last three months. We've had we've got lots of designs constantly on the boil, and this one's sort of when you get an idea of when you finalise it, and then get a name for it and a look for it. It's like it's a done deal, and it's just right. When do you want to bring it out? Um, and we're wait, we're sitting on things now. You know, we're always sitting on things. So um, we what I'm getting at is we had the idea of doing an overdrive pedal for a while. And the, the fact that it's just coming out now is just a timing thing more than anything. Um, I've always I've always used overdrive pedals, either to sort of uh, you know push the edge of the front of an amp, or you know a million and one applications. I'm also doing like some other music that requires a less heavy, less detuned sound, and you know more of a kind of vintagey kind of vibe. And so this 
this has become my number one go-to always on uh, drive sound in front of um, in front of a slightly older amplifier, which is something I absolutely love. Um, I'm a massive fan of that kind of filtered Queens of the Stone Age kind of honk that um, you can only really get yes. with certain types of gear, like, you know, yeah. typically like filter kind of stuff and... Well, um, let's 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 talk about like the setup of the pedal because I kind of think that you know yeah what you're describing is one application of right a million and one applications for this pedal. I think you've both done an amazing job at making a versatile drive. Like off the bat, I was incredibly impressed with it and incredibly impressed with every different tone I got from it, which was in itself like a different genre style drive it seemed to be able to do so much but you know before we go into that we should talk about i guess exactly what a paradynamic overdrive is <laughs> okay so it's a multi state multi gain stage drive which has a parametric eq which basically means it's got one knob to pick out a frequency which ranges from about i want to say what is it for what's the lowest frequency that it that, it would, that it'll do. I want to say it's about... It's about, it's about 60 hertz. About 60 hertz, I think, thing goes down low, to. Yeah. And it goes up to about 4K, I want to say. And so yeah, you can right. pick a pick a frequency from that range and then boost it or cut it by about 60 dB. Um, meaning you can, you can really scalpel yourself in or out of a mix or you can give your guitar tone a sort of weird edge that it, didn't, that it wouldn't have had from any other kind of drive pedal. Um, so before that, you've got a, a sort of discrete kind of gritty boost before it on a on a on a gain knob which is a pre-drive then it hits the eq and then it goes out to a post drive knob which goes from like no gain to a good he a hefty amount of like medium game overdrive kind of kind of sound i guess so it's got it can do very little gain like none whatsoever up to like you know a bit of a sparkle but um up to quite a hefty sort of sound but I think, the I think the sorry, sorry. I think the different the difference is between this and like your your standard drive. When you count, you can count the gain stages in it. You got like like Mikey said, you've got the, the pre drive, the post drive, and then you get more gain from the EQ. Mm -hmm. So the reality is, you can you can set it up like a scooped clean Fender amp or a you know a mid-heavy Marshall amp. You can do anything you want from this pedal, drive-wise, within reason. You can't change the gain structure. But um, it's the reason it's so versatile is you're given three different stages to mess with. Mm. Uh, like, do you know what? You, you can have an app. Uh, your amplifier set up so that the power amp is singing or the preamp is singing and you know but you're getting that from a guitar pedal yeah. and as mikey says the strength of the eq is important because essentially it just molds into anything that you put it into so yeah. i think mikey was using it live weren't you uh sorry not live uh, in the studio recently yeah i did did um did a session earlier in the year where i was experimenting with the with it was the first time I got to properly plug it in, to be honest, in front of a, in front of like my my own sort of proper rig, because normally we tinker with stuff, and you know my my rig's been locked up for for many months, um, but it was I was able to get it in front of like four by twelves and that kind of thing, and had it had it in front of a Marshall Silver Jubilee, um, and yeah, it just it's, it it's become my my favourite 
favorite pedal that we do it's probably one of my favorite pedals ever to be honest it's just this really 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 amazing sounding overdrive um i'm so stoked on it um but it the ability to sort of dial in that that honk or i I call it a sort of honk what i like to do is to kill all the high end on it or to or to boost all the low end on it so i have the have the um the eq circuit at odds if you know what i mean yeah um those yeah. are my those are my favorite sounds personally but then you know i've used it um as kind of a, a cocked wah kind of thing as well where you can pick out a sort of middle middle frequency and really boost that and it's got that horrible nasal kind of like quack that kind of thing yeah that's it I'm sorry. Go on, man. I was going to say that EQ using EQ effectively is like the hidden secret weapon to so many guitar players, you know, in the studio and live, because, you know, we all know crafting a sound at home is very different to when you go into a studio and play it and, or even just in a venue or just trying to get something different out. And EQ can really help, you know, shape sounds out of a drive pedal that you kind of never never knew you know if you put a an equalizer pedal before or after a drive it can totally change the the character and you can really get some different sounds out of it that you didn't know were there before so having everything in one one pedal i think is um you know is, yeah, it's kind of like really having good. a boost into an eq pedal into a like a into an overdrive pedal well, yeah well that's 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 kind of exactly how i was coming at at this pedal i felt like i had sort of three unique drives that i could blend together and that each had their own very much their own voice from kind of the the sort of the light transparent grit of the pre-drive and then you've got kind of i felt like the frequency gain and the frequency control were where i almost defined the genre like if i was boosting the mids i was creating a coctoire and i was able to do the whole sort of omar mars forward thing if mm. i was boosting all the bass frequencies then you know i could couple that with the post drive and make this big great big doomy sound but then i could also like cut all the mids and make something that was a blend between the pre-drive and the post-drive and have quite a sort of uh, a traditionally metal sound it was kind of like how much or little you use each of the drive stages is how you're blending up an, an overall an, an overall tone and mm. I, I i said this to you, to you mikey like just when these when the pedals arrived here mm. um i i was uh, i was on a I was on a call actually with uh, with friend of the podcast, Moog Gravit, and uh, I was like, "Oh, you know, I've got some pedals that I'm going to go and try out. You know, one of them's a, one of them's a drive. It's hard to get excited about drives anymore. You know, it's mm-hmm. which is, I think, how you, you know when there are the, there are so many pedals in the market. But I got so yeah. excited about this one, I actually got to try it because <laughs> it's such a different. It's such a different thing. I mean, I was kind of, I was kind of into the idea that I was going to be able to make it into a coctoire anyway. Yeah. But then just the fact that it had everything else, and it actually sounded really good on bass as well. Obviously, I had to really utilize that the frequency gain on the uh-huh. on the low end to kind mm-hmm. of make it you know, the right sort of sound. But I had a lot of fun on this. I thought it was really fantastic. Tons of headroom in the volume as well, which which kind of really helped for like thickening things up and sort of balancing it with the post drive as well i thought yeah they're loud pedals oh thank you no that's the idea really and that's what we're experiencing with people who've tried the rhubarb is that people are like oh wow yeah great another drive pedal okay and then it's like oh right oh wow okay well this is actually like, yeah 
it's actually quite every special. Drive pedal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, it, it can do every drive pedal that you sort of expect it, it would, would like it to be, which is quite handy. Yeah, that, and I think it's it's nice to have a pedal on your board that you, you know you can kind of change around a lot, you know, and kind yeah. of it's it doesn't it's not just that one character. Obviously, I'm sure it has a character of its its own, but you know you can get a whole bunch of sounds out with an EQ, which again, like I said, is something that I don't think a lot of people mess around with our friends at isotope have just made their portable recording solution the spire studio even better and the best part is that you can try out the app and recording platform for spire completely free download the ios app for your phone or tablet today by following links in the description of this podcast and make sketching down your song ideas incredibly easy and intuitive without the spire you won't have the mic or preamp but you'll still have access to the software and effects that can polish your demo recordings more than you probably thought possible. The second generation Spire Studio ups the stakes by offering ultra low noise preamps that offer smooth, quieter recording and increased storage capacity. There's also Spire Pro, an optional subscription service accessed via the iOS app and personalized soundtrack feature that listens and learns from your voice and environment. Check them out at isotope.com And um, I I was going to ask, like did you kind of have an idea that that is the maybe this is um for Thorpe more but did you when kind of i don't know how you guys come up with pedals but did you go this is the kind of thing that we need to build or i've want been wanting to build a circuit like that or help design a circuit like that or or mikey did you go i've really used a lot of drive and eqs can we put them all into one pedal this was um so- this was pretty much an idea that Thorpe put together and and said, "What do you think of this?" And I absolutely loved it. And it kind yeah, of so it I, kind of ticked a box that I didn't really realize needed ticking in my own sort of think in my own approach to playing guitar. Because it does sound ludicrous to have three gain stages in a pedal, especially one that's not supposed to be a high gain metal pedal. Because <laughs> and it and it doesn't get there. So why have you got three gain stages? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. But was, was, was that kind of the idea, Thorpey, to to like? Was it designed to be super versatile? Was that the the main aim of it, or is that like yeah, a byproduct I mean, of the sort of you know something else you were going for? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So it. Initially, it it was it was actually it was actually even more gainy, um, and it and it was an unruly thing. It it just was at the time when we were so this in the Mark One version, <laughs> hence why we're in the Mark Two, was just it was just too much of everything, and so when we when we sort of tweaked each stage separately and got them voiced as we wanted them. It gave me the versatility that I was after from the pedal. It was a, it was definitely a case of less is more here because the end product that I wanted was what what's what's ended up being released. Um, like like say a light overdrive at the front end, and then the ability to have a heavier overdrive at the and I'm, we're not talking heavy heavy, but you know medium overdrive at the at the back end, and then just the strength of the eq it was i played around with a number of ideas as to how we were going to do the eq and we had ideas ranging from sort of a standard sort of treble mid bass through to treble mids with you know the ability to choose your frequency on the mids active passive and we ended up with this so yeah i'm really really happy with it it's just sort of took a while to get there but the eq is kind of the interesting really different part of the pedal and 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 also i kind of feel like the bit that's really right because it's it's quite unique in the way that you're you're choosing you've got your frequency control which you know is labeled sort of bass middle to treble on the rotary and then your frequency control which is you know a cut to a 6db cut to a boost see like there's a pretty unique on a pedal way of doing a sort of a master parametric um eq but it's the bit that's it's so easy to use like i'm glad you've done that rather than a three band or anything like that because i feel like you can easily mm-hmm. get all those different tones rather than sort of you know i don't know ending up with something you know like the the origin effects revival drive or well, i feel that? like too many knobs on things especially like a drive i think you get into kind of like option paralysis where, and you know, different bands like in a frequency really affect the others as well. And so you can tie yourself up in knots with just a, a overkill of tweakability. I think of EQ. Yeah. Like I think, I don't know. I mean, no, I, I agree. Like, That's why people avoid EQ because right. it, you've got, especially you've got five band, 10 band, and then you've got, you know, all the different ways that you can change it. People just avoid it. And I get it because you can't be bothered. It's it. You just want a sound within the two knobs. You can just dial it in. Done. Exactly. And any any venue nightmare you've ever had is down to EQ. Like it's all fun to look at graphics, like graphic equalizer. But you know when people get into an, an, an a mix that's not subtractive, you end up just adding things, and it just becomes horrible quite quickly. And yeah. You know, it's the same goes with like, oh, cool, EQ, knobs, let's just turn everything up. Ah, death. And it doesn't really work like that. And I think, you know, having an EQ in a drive like like ours is kind of wanted to keep it, make it special, make it do something really, really cool, but not make it um, 
you know counterintuitive and difficult to use and have appalling results <laughs> it needs to be fun that thing, yeah isn't it? that's the thing that's the main thing you know that and this pedal straight off the bat was like really fun you know like even when thorpey came to me with the idea it was like okay overdrive i get it but it was like again even when i played it i was like all oh, right okay and like you said joe it's like 40 minutes later you're you realize you've been sort of playing with a an overdrive pedal <laughs> yeah and you're like, oh, right, I've got, I've, I'm late. <laughs> I've got to leave. I've got to go. <laughs> I think um, the only issue with, um, by the sounds of it, Joe, with pedals uh, that have so many great sounds in them, I've said before, is um, you just want them to have MIDI so you can just save all the presets <laughs> and then just come back to them yeah. at a later date. Potentially, I think if you're like, uh, if you're playing in more than one, I kind of feel like the different types of drive are almost a kind of genre specific. So I feel like I'll love this pedal because I can do the mid pushed cocked wah thing, but you know, someone else might love this pedal because it can do a, a really thick doomy bass heavy drive and someone else will like it. Cause it's, it does a really nice sort of bluesy grit. Like it, it doesn't necessarily need to be able to do them all at once. It just means that different types of players can appreciate the pedal as much for completely different reasons. Yeah, and there's always scope for, you know, in the Mark Three, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, to be like, to, to bring those options to the table, potentially. Don't, don't listen know. to me. <laughs> I, I just you know, buy more. Yeah, buy more yeah, of them. Just, just, just buy, buy one for each board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The secret is to have two or three on a board. It's the only way. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, oh, so, it sounds wicked. I'm looking forward to... Uh, well, I'm sure by this point I would have I would have tried it, and, and I'm sure I'll be loving it. But uh, future yeah. you is loving it. Or future past me you, is depending loving depending on your perspective. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, it's cool, and it's good to see um, you know more from from you and the red beard thing, and you know having your your lovely face behind those pedals. Oh, thanks, dude. <laughs> it's a weird one. I got to say, I never thought I'd have like my little face on a pedal on a product. It's weird. It's still mm. weird. Yeah, but it's fu- it's What's a lot weirder of fun. is your face on a t-shirt, massive <laughs> yeah. Swede. They're, yeah, they're people really must think big. the prints on those. T- it's a really big face, like it's as big as my face when I wear the red beard t-shirt. Ah, do you know what? someone I really don't like paid me a really nice compliment about the design? Um, someone I was trying to avoid. Uh, it was a while ago. It was when we sort of launched, and um, they, I've been avoiding them all the evening at this sort of this function that I was at, and um, they came across it. Yeah, I've seen your pedals online. I've got to say, like, I love the design. Who came up with that? And I said, well, I came up with the design, actually. I did all the graphics for it. And he said, oh, you know you've made it when, when, you, when, you know, when, you, when you're a silhouette and you can be recognised from a silhouette. And I was like, <laughs> oh, God. That's a really good compliment. I, have to, I really don't like this person. But, yeah. yeah. So I was really stoked with that. But it is weird, like, yeah, having – I don't think of it as my little face, but it kind of is. I look, look it is a kind of icon, and it's weird. Yeah, because if you look at it like your face, you'll be stepping on your own face all the time. Yeah, I don't want to wear T-shirts with my own face on. Like, who does that? Who does that? I have several, actually, but (laughs) my face. Well, other than you, (laughs) other than you. (laughs) But but yeah, congratulations, guys. The Angry Rhubarb Paradynamic Overdrive Mark II. It's really good. Dear listeners, go out and check it out. I'm sure there are videos all over the place by now. So, uh, you know, check it out. It was really good. We should talk about this Thorpe FX Pulse Doppler as well, because uh, blimey, like you guys are both really bringing out the goods in a in a kind of a lockdown year. It's really lovely to see kind of another collaboration pedal from you, Thorpey. 
Oh, thanks. Well, well Dan, Dan now works for us um, full time. Um, he uh, it was actually I think it happened during lockdown one. Uh, I just sort of, or maybe at the end of a lockdown one. Just <laughs> that's how we that's how we around. judge our lives now. Which lockdown? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was just like, oh, come on, Dan, let's go full time. And and he was up for it. So um, yeah, so Dan's fully part of the Thorpe Effects family, which is you know both an, an absolute honour and an absolute privilege. Um, so you know we we've had this in our head to to keep looking at the old stuff, the the classics um, that he's designed in the past, and you know we sort of looked at the the doppelganger. Um, and the aim was to shrink it down. Not, it's not essentially, it's not the same as the original. Like if you really want the original sound, get the original pedal. But um, this is a modern version of it. Um, it works in similar ways. Lots of the same sounds are within it, but there's a lot in there that are different. And yeah, it's a bit crazy. I mean, <laughs> we were talking about the knobs earlier i like i said i think the knobs on this are logical but there's points yeah. in them like you know where, where the sound can disappear and because they're all interactive and you've really got to sit down with it and, and enjoy the experience of getting different sounds out of it yeah yeah absolutely I, I will say like from the whilst it is a completely different and new thing kind of from the doppelganger obviously inspired by but it does loads more and loads of different things the controls made a lot more sense to me than uh than the doppelganger um as soon as things yeah, are, that's as, deliberate as, as soon as like <laughs> things are called lfos on a on a guitar pedal i'm like i i, I don't i don't know i don't know what what to do with this you know, <laughs> I, I should just learn synth words but you know it's it's confusing this one i was much more on board with yeah it's it, it's done on purpose because again it it's I hate this. I don't want to coin phrases, but I, I like to call it complex, you know, simplicity or, you know, it's, oh, it's a complex a thing, but it's, it's distilled down. It's simple. So if you, even if you're not, you know, a massive synth head, you can get into this and you just turn the knobs. I mean, the, the key thing to note with this pedal is the two diffuse red LEDs at the top how you craft your sound you can use obviously use your ears but you can see what's going on with yeah. the with the phase stages and because so, they're pulsing that there is a very yeah. useful way of doing things and they're very bright leds as well yeah done on purpose again i mean if you the, the depth controls their brightness so you can see that the rate obviously how much they flash controls that but the other two controls, like the manual and the enhance, and that they affect how they sync with each other and how they interact with each other. And so, again, you can see what's going on. Um, so um, that was key. So to kind of, I guess, break it down for some some people listening, because a lot of people would say, "Oh, it's it, obviously it's got a switch that says, uh, you know, vib or phase vibrato or phaser." So I'm guessing yeah. this isn't a straight and and the the doppelganger I don't think was either, just a straight like eight stage phaser. I'm I'm sure there's a, a lot going on inside. But how would you kind of condense it to someone if someone's like trying to say, "Well, is it a phaser? Is it a vibrato? You know, right. what kind it of can is cover it? off?" It can cover off. So a lot of people think phaser, they think an orange box with one knob on it. 
Mm-hmm. That's the vast majority of people's experience with a phaser. This is what we would call a four-stage phase shifter with t- twin-notch filters in the path. Okay, you can you can adjust independently two stages. So two well two in pairs anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's obviously got a clean blend in it. And so you, by taking away the clean blend, it becomes a vibrato straight off the bat. Yep. But that's on a foot switch so that you can set it up one way and then have another sound pegged straight away. And then the other side of it is that actually with the way it gets quite choppy, it can be very much like a tremolo. So we kind of disguise, di- di- um, kind of describe it as a phaser vibrato tremolo because there's some really interesting tremolo sounds in there um it's it it took me a while to find that the tremolo sounds sort of off the bat like when i was like ah yeah here's some here's some vibrato tones here's obviously all the phasey tones um the it's i kind of almost found them when i did things wrong like almost by accident ended up with these these tones which that was sort of felt almost accidentally tremolo-esque but yeah, and if you looked at the LEDs, the top two uh, that were flashing, that's you'll see that the tremolo tones, you can see that they directly marry up with what those two LEDs are doing, and it makes perfect sense. Very so rather clever. than coming in and coming out, they just go doof, doof. You know, it's, it's, it becomes obvious visually as well as sonically. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this because obviously, you know, love tone these amazing pedals and, and having dan on board but as i think you know with the bunker in the the field marshal you know kind of going well it's not about reissuing them it's about doing you know because it's been what 20 years now since these designs came out if not more um yeah, and i guess a lot's that, changed yeah. in pedal building in that time it's more to do with i, I i'll equate this because i'm a i'm a more micro term i'm a bit of a petrol head right and i would <laughs> I've described this as a resto mod sort of approach to how to do guitar pedals. Because what you want to do is you want it to have all that's good from the old thing and then, you know, get rid of all the crap or the stuff that can be done better these days and then enhance it. Mm-hmm. And so I would suggest that what we're trying to do is the resto mod version. It's like you can buy a singer Porsche, you know. It's a better version of a Porsche, <laughs> an old Porsche. Well, I so, guess it's like you know, like like custom shop Fender Telecasters. Like when they, you know, unless you're getting a completely vintage, correct thing, they all have like that kind of nine nine inch, nine and a half inch sort of uh, fretboard radius. Now, so you can actually play the thing. They have frets that you can actually play versus like yeah, you know, seven and a quarter tiny skinny little frets that no one really likes unless you're a purist. And it's the same thing, you know, like, why would you put out something that had that is flawed? You know, it's yeah. totally, totally has got to be improved, made usable, made mm-hmm. better, like the $6 million man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one, one thing I, I haven't seen, I, I seen from the picture, future me will have understood this, but uh, is, is this one stereo? Cause the original doppelganger, obviously I think was just mono, right? Um, this is stereo, yeah. So you've got a wet and a dry out. I, I say stereo; it's not, it's not tr- true stereo. No, it's but it's it's wet, wet. it's wet dry. So 
you know, yeah, yeah. I, which I think is a, is a nice um, is a nice feature, especially for pedal boards and where you want to you might want to split the signal um, and stuff like that as well. So, what do the switches do? Because <laughs> I I like a pedal with a good switch, not just the foot switch, but extra switches. <laughs> um, right. So without being forced to make weird cat noises, the um, <laughs> invert pulse normal changed the sound of the of the phasing and 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 where the sort of the frequency response of them lies. Okay, it's quite obvious sonically and mm-hmm. or through what they do. Now the Dual and the uh, figure of eight, which is not an in- well, it looks like an infinity symbol, but it's it's not. It, it the phasing moves in a visually in a figure of eight between those two LEDs, and so it's it's the two stages are sort of washing in and out of each other uh, in sync, and then in dual mode, they're both both phases are pulsing at the same time. Ah, okay. That's quite cool. So yeah, like you say, if you've got this um, these phase stages that yeah you can have in or out of sync, I think there's some quite unique. So I don't well, I don't know if there's anything out there that's done anything similar. I, the only thing I know that in terms of two phases, as it were, if, you know, to oversimplify in one box is the MXR phase ninety nine. But I think that was just two phase nineties in one box running at the same time. You could just set the speeds. I guess this is like way more um in depth than than something like that yes i think it's different i mean the good the good the good thing about being able to sort of start from scratch and release your own thing and and not be beholden to sort of uh cloning or classic designs fully is that actually you end up with something that's quite inspiring Mm -hmm. um you know musically so this is a lot of fun this is one of those ones where you just fool yourself find yourself falling into a bit of a a a time sort of stealing black hole um yeah i've got i've got a question about i've got a question for thorpey yeah go on (laughs) this is a good one so this is what this is the third um coggins collaboration pedal thorpey pedal right is that right yeah, like, yeah, the, of those, the older ones, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, out of the three, so it's the deep in the camouflage, and now the pulse doppler, right? Yeah, yeah modulation-wise, yeah. Yeah, okay, and so... you've got wh- the bunker and the field marshal. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. So, out of those, which one's your favourite? Which one's presented the most challenges? Oh, that is me. a good question. Mm. Pedal builders so, don't like being asked which one's their favourite. I've, I've, I've found... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, not like what what the sound of it is your favourite, but like what's been the most enjoyable project to work on? Which one's been the most challenging? Let's put it like that. Okay, so I think that they weren't running parallel. So the field marshal and the bunker were probably the most enjoyable because they got, they got, that was the point where myself and Dan were like, well, listen, we don't, you know, we realise that we can do the, do the resto mod reissue thing, but without, with but making things better so from that perspective it became the most enjoyable because it was like yeah we're going to do this this is going to be awesome and people are going to love it now we had our thunder slightly stolen uh by a, a, someone who did a similar thing in a clone mm-hmm. uh but that's fine that's their thing right we we went we just did an enhancement and so i think functionally they're a better pedal so i think without the politics probably those two uh, would be now the most hard was probably the deep hogging because 
you know, modulation's not necessarily been my thing. Um, I've I like the vintage stuff, but when you try and get vintage sounds and then with modern features, it's actually really hard to do. <laughs> um, yeah, and that they so both the camouflage and the depogging. Uh, well, the camouflage came after the depogging, so but the depogging took about took about a good two years, uh, and we had a eureka moment with that which just opened it up um actually opened it up too much so again we had to dial it back a bit um, <laughs> and it just had this <laughs> ethereal very analog you made a time travel so. pedal didn't you and then realized you've got to put it back in the box <laughs> the world's not ready to split those timelines <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, so I, I, that's rubbish answer probably but there you go no it's all good it's all good i think you made a good point there about um some things that are old that have a sound you know the reason that people don't use those components now is because like sound wise that you know audio quality wise they are better so it's that's why so many people seek out you know new old stock parts and, and things like that i i guess um because i think there was a i remember you talking to me about the deep in about it being um you know to, where a lot of other chorus pedals don't have this is like trying to take that preampy sound from something like a ce1 and that has a kind yeah. of like it's big you know this this big vibe to it mm. and people just don't do that anymore and then trying to recreate that it's like you're trying to make guitarists seem to be the only people who want something that sounds old <laughs> you know everyone else <laughs> yeah. wants to move into the modern world and it's like oh yeah i just really want this thing that actually was really good like 50 years ago um yeah <laughs> We've got a good example of that, though. We, yesterday, uh, me and Mikey, we were playing... What did we play yesterday? We played Big Box Rat, old one. That's Mikey's. I've got yeah. a, a 1988 Woodcutter Rat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, got a play, played... I've got an 83 um, Rat, which is really cool. You've got a Big Box Fender Blender. Yeah, that Fender... Was, how old is that? That's like 1965 or something. Wow. And it's like yeah, and an absolutely old, immaculate. And an old HM2 of Mikey's, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had like vintage so pedal we, day yesterday. It was fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Well, we had that, um, and then we had a neural quad cortex to play with. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of like a computer club, computer club with like old pedals, old like crappy pedals that like need a, need a bit of switch cleaner in them. <laughs> yeah. But the, the good gear. example... <laughs> yeah the quad cortex just worked and was fantastic uh yeah. the fender blender it, it has a sound but it this is one of those devices and I, I hope i'm not you know telling mikey's sort of baby's ugly here but like that's all right you know it it, it, it just it's a vintage sound and yeah. i think it's got one sound that's it done it's quite scooped it doesn't mm-hmm. really do it for me but I, mm-hmm. if you wanted that specific sound, yeah, I get it. It's it's awesome, but this is a this is the perfect sort of explanation, really, of mm. why you don't just blindly copy stuff that's yeah. existed, and you should put your own stamp on it. Just give it a go, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. Um, I, and yeah, I'm you know excited to try both, but I I do love a good modulation. Sorry, sorry, Mikey, but I do love a good crazy modulation, and I think. You know, 
I think what's exciting is you guys have done something different with the drive. I think explaining it like it's a boost going into an EQ, going into an overdrive, I think it's fantastic because that just gives it a whole different realm of like, this is unlike anything, anything else. Um, and I think with the, you know, with your um, release, Thorpe, you know, it's kind of, yeah, everyone wants this Love 10 pedal. Here's a more modern, just, you know, in, in some ways that, you know, this kind of, better improved version but it does something that isn't i guess what i like is it's just not done digitally like there's so much out there that's like here's all these great models but it's in a multi modular you know modeling thing not necessarily like a quad cortex but you know a thing that's like Mm -hmm. here's 10 different digital replications and you know they can all be really good but to do something so unique in an analog world i think is um Amazing. It's a risk, isn't it? It's like taking a risk. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, being true to true to uh, that analog vibe is an important thing to keep going. I think. Yeah, I'm sure you'll delve into the DSP one day. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, it's already happening. It's already happening. <laughs> We're all over it. <laughs> Exciting things for the future. Yeah, basically, there's going to be a, a Redbeard Thorpey touchscreen um, <laughs> neural uh, time travel thing oh, coming out cortex. next in time for Christmas. So get your orders in. Oh, that's what you want. <laughs> Just all the Redbeard and Thorpey pedals on yeah. one digital multi effects. Yeah. 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 And it fit, and it's the size of an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It needs to yeah. be. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Or, or, and completely touchscreen, so you have to play it barefoot to turn on and off. Yeah, but we, we don't we don't even make the touchscreen, so you have to use your tongue. Yeah, <laughs> even better. That's, that's how great. you do it. That's great. Well, that's well, crazy. Well, dear listener, you heard it here first. But yeah, I mean that is that is uh, we're, we're coming up to about all the time we have on this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. It's been absolutely fantastic to have you both on this episode. I'm very excited about these these two pedals uh it's wonderful to be excited about new releases in 2021 as it has been a little bit like there hasn't there hasn't been an awful lot so it's uh it's nice to see such kind of new interesting forward thinking things actually coming out dear listener of course you can check them out at redbeardeffects.com for redbeard effects and thorpeeffects.com for thorpe effects i don't know why i justified which one was which then that's self-explanatory domains if you just go to https colon forward slash forward slash yeah this doesn't matter but yes you know check out the incredible um angry rhubarb and the pulse doppler they are two fantastic effects gentlemen it's been absolutely wonderful uh to have you on a podcast thanks for joining us Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us both. Mm, Yes, it has been wonderful. Now, dear listener, you can, of course, join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where for as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can get loads of extra things. A dollar a month, you get this episode ad free and early. Five dollars gets you access to our Patreon special episodes and our back catalogue. And at ten dollars, you'll get the lot. Plus, I'll sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. So look forward to that. Find us on your favourite social media platforms and join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Thanks for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Bye. Listen now, I know you.
one to two Checking out my guitar hands when you're feeling blue You're a telecaster and a stratocaster fan You're also like a girl and a bit of music man You take one look at a family custom shop You know that that's another three grand you're gonna drop And I love 50s, cute, so unique Now go on by the plugin from the plugin of the week Guitar nerds coming in your ears Listen to us day and night and drink a bunch of beers We got Matt Knight and Jay Cross too Packing even shows up when he's got nothing to do We got JD and Naomi McLeod But I am the best one cause I'm sexy, drunk and loud But we couldn't do this podcast without you Yeah, everything a podcast host could ever want is true Showing Brown, Holly Simpson, Eric Vaughn, John Conway, the studio rat, so Russell Howard, Yogi the guitarist, Ty Allen Cloud, Lippert on Silence Girl, Harris, Joe Hubbard, Sean Hughes, Brian Hansen, Eric Emma, Chiffy Wax, Shane M, Brian Einstein, Jonathan Hammerty, Kai Vander, Lyndon, Marcus Alcatawaki, Robert Butterworth, Samuel Frost, Stuart Robinson, Christy Lund Hansen, Keith Adams, Eric Files, Dallas Henry, Scott Atting, Jack Cutler, Ellie Manley, Simon Milborn, Ken Sayers, Michael McVay, Aaron Peters, Ron Arbo, Eddie Cooper, Joe Patrick, Blake Wyland, Dave Lee, Nate Nagel, Ross Edwards, John Angle, Aaron Sherman, James Moore, Ryan McDermott, Jake Blake, Derek Rich, Scott Kennedy, Steve Michael, oh yes, uh, uh, Matthews, Christopher Lotus, Stephen Bork, Robert Smith, Titopia the Band, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Grant Page, Paul Corrigan, Rob Nordwick, Scott O'Brien, and Moog Revit. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.